Welcome to another episode of Backup Fantasy Sports. It is Thursday, August 3rd. My name is Ewan, and on today's episode, we are going to be getting into some Fantasy Premier League with the final part of my four-part series where I go through each position and give a power ranking to the goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders, and today it is finally the forward position so you can check out those other videos on my channel you can just like and subscribe would love that as well uh yeah just last three days churned those out and today is the final one so hopefully you've been enjoying the series i've enjoyed making it it's helped me out uh limit my player pool a little bit here as we get into the last week of prep before the fantasy premier league season comes along can't believe it's already here to be honest uh feel a little underprepared but this has helped me as has a bunch of other content but this exercise particularly has really narrowed my focus on which players i want at which positions still could go any number of ways with their formations but limiting the player pool does help that out a little bit but let's just get right into it here with the forwards uh like i did with goalkeepers there's just gonna be a top 10 here it's a little bit of a smaller uh selection for the forwards that we have in fantasy premier league this year i did top 15 for defenders and for midfielders but yeah back to a top 10 here so a little bit of a shorter video as well if i would stop rambling on about it so top 10 here 10 through 6 at least dominic Solanke, fantastic season for bournemouth 15 point haul that we all remember some out of jealousy some out of celebration not sure if that's going to repeat this year. Uh, new man, new manager, new system. Things could go well for Bournemouth, but I'm not counting on it, especially to begin the year. Julian Alvarez here pictured 6.5 million. If Erlen Holland was to suffer an injury, this guy would break the game in half like that pool stick in the in Dark Knight when the Joker tells the two guys to fight for it or three guys. Yeah. Alvarez would snap this game in two and just obliterate a lot of drafts if Holland was to pick up an injury. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but you never know. He played a career high in minutes last year. He's never really stayed healthy for a full season before. It could happen. We just need to be prepared for Julian Alvarez as our break class in case of emergency kind of stopgap should an Erlen Holland injury come about. Uh, Yuan Wissa here for Brentford. Kind of looked a lot sharper than his teammate, Brian Nbuemo, in the preseason. So he is starting to creep into my thoughts as a 6 million forward. I currently am in love with one man who is 8 million uh, to accompany Erlen Holland, But that could change over the next week. I'm still open to that idea. And then it would allow me to beef up the midfield and the defensive portion of my FPL draft. Jackson here for Chelsea. His... 93 points that I put in there are based on his La Liga stats. I didn't go with the bonus, which is kind of goals and assists. So uh, not overly complicated there. He's an 8.2% of teams right now. He's impressed in the preseason as well. People are saying that he is the more natural holdup type of forward that Chelsea could rely on a lot more. Fantasy Football Scout believes it there with their predicted points of 23.8 
over the course of the first six game weeks. So Jackson could come into our thoughts eventually. I'm not going to start the season with him. I don't want to go all in on Chelsea as of right now. I am a big fan of Ben Chilwell, and I think that's where I'm going to cap my Chelsea love to begin the year. And Alexander Isaac here, number six, scored 100 points in his debut season after coming over from Real Sociedad last year. Very impressive. I remember like he signed, and then a few days later, he was playing Liverpool at Anfield, and he kind of tore us apart. Uh, Liverpool won that game, but Isaac was very impressive in that game. Picked up a few injuries over the course of the season, kind of had a lingering leg injury that he couldn't get over. But at the end of the season, he was one of the pivotal moments where you either went Isaac or you went Callum Wilson. And unfortunately, if you went Isaac, it did not work out too well for you. But if you went with Callum Wilson, you were jumping for joy at the massive rank swing. But I think with Newcastle being in Champions League this year, there will be more rotation, um, but we can never rely on Callum Wilson to stay healthy for too long. So Alexander Isaac could be the minutes man at St. James's Park this year. And that's going to be 6 through 10 there. Isaac, Jackson, Wissa, Julian Alvarez, and Dominic Solanke. Let's get into the top five now. And this is where it gets pretty heavy hitting. So right off the bat, new guy at Chelsea, Christopher Nkuku. His 114 points that I have in there for his 20 last season were based on his Bundesliga stats. He's in 18 point. 3% of FPL lineups at the moment, and he's projected to score 24.6 points over the first six game weeks. The schedule is fairly nice. Uh, I mentioned it on the midfielders pod or video with Mo Salah that people kind of need to get over this Chelsea-Liverpool thing. I know they've tied 0-0 four games in a row. I remember watching both games last year, and I was incredibly bored during them, I think it would was zero zero was a deserved result for both sides, as boring as they played. But I think this game is gonna have goals. I don't think it's gonna be zero zero. You can see a two-two, hopefully a three-two to the good guys here. And Cuckoo can score a goal or two, but would love Liverpool to start the season off with three points. But then after that, it immediately gets easier for Chelsea. So I'm not sure why people are so hesitant to get them in their lineup. I know I just talked about capping it at one Chelsea asset. I think it is going to be Ben Chilwell, but I'm very open to getting Christopher Nkuku, Jackson, Raheem Sterling, whoever's kind of banging at the beginning of the year. I will go on Chelsea because look at these next five fixtures after this Liverpool game. West Ham on the road, Luton at home, Forest at home, Bournemouth on the road, and Aston Villa at home. Those are all games that Chelsea are going to score goals. And Christopher Nkuku was fantastic in Champions League fantasy last year. Him coming in at 7.5 million, Green's value. And if I, it would take a lot of guts, but I may go with him over my 8 million pound forward just to save an extra 0.5 and kind of increase my midfield depth a little bit. But I would love to get some more concrete word or evidence that he's going to be a big minutes guy and definitely starting for the Blues for most of the season. Chelsea do not have European commitments this year. And the last time that happened, they won the whole Premier League. So we'll see. Could lightning strike twice to be determined? 
Next up here is Ollie Watkins. This is my 8 million pound man. I love Ollie Watkins so much. Um, and I'm a little upset about today's news uh, for number three on this list, as it does, it will affect Ollie Watkins. I loved him as a differential, 14.7% of teams compared to Gabriel Jesus, who was in over 30% of teams. He's about to score 24.5 points over the first six game weeks, according to Fantasy Football Scout. Scored a career high, 175 points last year. So he really took off under Unai Emery. And Villa's fixtures are up and down, but those greens fixtures, I'm very certain Ollie Watkins is going to score there. First game of the year is away at Newcastle, but they kind of trounced them last year. Then they've got Everton at home, Burnley on the road. Liverpool will be a if they're if Liverpool's preseason is anything to go by, goals will be conceded. So it's a reason that Trent Alexander-Arnold has slipped out my thoughts a little bit in my game week one draft. Ollie Watkins, fantastic, talismanic player for Villa. So I do expect him to get most of the goals for this squad. And then after that Liverpool game, it's Crystal Palace on the road and Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. I just think Ollie Watkins has room to grow from that 175 points. We could be looking at 190 some more goals. He was just outstanding last year. Uh, I'm very excited that he is currently in 14.7% of teams. As he feels like a pretty nice differential at this price point. But I don't think this is going to stay at this low ownership because number three on the list, Gabriel Jesus did not play at Arsenal's final preseason friendly yesterday. And there are rumors going around about it. Potential injury, nothing's been confirmed, uh, but it's just not great news to see your guy not play. But they do have the Community Shield this weekend, and if Jesus is in that lineup, hopefully this uh, ownership at 31.6% stays steady. He is predicted to score 28.6 points over the first six game weeks. He scored 125 in total last year. He had that knee injury during the World Cup that really hampered him. He didn't come back for 10 game weeks after the World Cup, I think, uh, and still did well, but really kind of just ticked along. He wasn't the Hall monster that we wanted. He's always underproducing in the expected goals department. So, and Arsenal have so many options in attack. So I'm kind of off Jesus, just I think... That's where you can be differential. I think Watkins is better than Jesus. I'm not scared about the ownership of Jesus being twice as many, in twice as many teams as Watkins. That actually makes Watkins appeal more to me. Arsenal's fixtures are phenomenal. I said that in the midfielder podcast when I talked about Martinelli, Odegaard, and Saka all making the top 15 midfielders. Make sure to go check that out. Um, and yeah. Jesus was great last year when he played, but there's just something about it. I just don't feel, doesn't really get me excited. I think Watkins is my opportunity to be different from the template here, along with Mo Salah, who I am all in on uh, as a Liverpool fan and just as a differential right now in FPL. He's only in 25% of teams. Hopefully that hasn't changed too much over the last week as people get FOMO, literally, um, when it comes to Mohamed Salah. 
But yeah, these Arsenal fixtures are great. So I don't fault anyone for going with Gabriel Jesus. Is it a little bit boring? Sure. Is it probably going to be the smart play? Definitely. Uh, but I just prefer Ollie Watkins as more of a kind of center of Aston Villa's attack compared to Jesus, who has to share it with Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, Trossard. Um, you got the wingbacks. Like, it's all not sure how much Jesus is really going to get the points this season for Arsenal. Moving on to number two here. The biggest question surrounding Harry Kane is, is he going to be in the Premier League by the time the Fantasy Premier League season starts next Friday, August 11th? I believe Bayern Munich were in London this week discussing a fee that hasn't gone through at the time of recording. Apparently, Harry Kane has agreed personal terms with Bayern Munich. So this could all change in the blink of an eye when we get a little alert from our sports apps just telling us Hurricanes off to Bayern Munich. Okay, bye-bye, number two ranked forward in the game. But last year, career high, 263 points. He's only in 13.1% of teams. That makes sense, as we all don't know if he's going to start the year. But if he does play 30 predicted points, over the first six game weeks, Spurs have some good fixtures here. Bournemouth on the road, Burnley on the road, Sheffield United at home. Man United could be a tiny bit leaky, not sure. They've also got Brentford to begin the year, but no one seems to be on Spurs right now, uh, despite uh, their new manager and his attacking prowess. But... If it gets confirmed that Hurricane is staying, I still don't think I'll go with him. You can't. I would rather have Salah, despite Kane outscoring him last year. I think Salah's going to bounce back. You're kind of buying high with Kane. You're buying low with Salah. It's kind of a thing in fantasy games that I love to do. It's just always buy low on a bounce back kind of guy. And can you guess who number one is? It's early in Holland. Uh, 86% of FPL managers have him in their squad right now. He's expected to score a ludicrous 39.7 points over the first six game weeks, scored 272 last year. And these Man City fixtures are insane. Burnley on the road, Newcastle at home, Sheffield United on the road, Fulham at home, West Ham, Nottingham Forest. I don't think you could ask for a better start for Erling Holland. I'm not worried about rotation anymore after last year. Uh, he is the number one pick in the game. And as soon as the prices came out, everyone said you have 86 million to pick 14 players because number the first guy in there is Holland at 14 million. And he's just going to bag a bunch of goals and be a really good pick. And it's probably going to be kind of boring to captain him all the time, but we're all going to do it because the whole point of this game is to score points and early Holland is going to do that for us. Honorable mentions at the forward position here, Callum Wilson after my own heart. He's the whole reason I finished where I did last season after his massive double game week rotation concerns here. As you can see from the fantasy football scout predicted points, 13.1. It's kind of hampering this whole list of honorable mentions here. Next up is Darwin he scored a hundred points in his maiden campaign in the premier league. Underperformed his expected goals by, I don't know, like 300. I, I, maybe that's a slight exaggeration, but 
He's in 10.8% of squads at the moment. He's only predicted to score 9.8 points. He did not start in Liverpool's last preseason friendly against Bayern Munich. It was the man pictured here, Cody Gakpo. 18 predicted points over the first six game weeks. He scored 90 points in half a season after he came over to the Premier League in the January transfer window. He is only in 4.5% of squads. And he would be the Liverpool guy I go for right now. He seems more steady, Eddie. I think he can assist. He can score. He's got a great goal against Bayern Munich the other day. Um, so I think Gakpo is the man in my thoughts if I want to go with another Liverpool asset. But I'm going to wait probably on a wild card, probably later in the season. Evan Ferguson and Jao Pedro here, the Brighton duo, they're probably going to eat into each other. Evan Ferguson hasn't started in the preseason uh, he was in my first draft as the six million forward, but I'm not convinced that right now I don't want to deal with rotation that early in the year, despite their great fixtures. Unless Deserby comes out and says that Evan Ferguson is the starter, but they've got Ferguson, Jao Pedro, even Danny Welbeck's there. Lots to discuss with Brighton, so I don't feel as confident going with the Irishman as I did when the game first came out. And Jao Pedro here, their record signing. Scored a penalty in preseason, has looked mighty good. Um, but like I said, with Evan Ferguson, just not sure I'm ready for that kind of commitment with Brighton to begin the year as the Seagulls rotate and we don't really have any concrete knowledge of who's going to start up front for them. But that will do it for another episode of Backup Fantasy Sports. It was the fourth of four videos, power ranking each position. So please go check out the goalkeeper, defender, and midfielder videos that I did. Like, subscribe to the podcast. Give me any feedback, any comments, what you loved, what you hated. Please let me know. I'm more than welcome to changing things up, kind of just taking on criticism and just improving as a FPL content creator. You can follow me on Twitter right here at you in or you out would love to chat fpl f1 fantasy or just whatever you want to talk about in general i'm always kind of on twitter so yeah feel free to check me out and follow me over there and i will follow you right back but i appreciate all the support we are just over a week until the fantasy premier league game starts and there's going to be more content coming out of this channel but once again, thanks for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel, and I will talk to you next time.